Welcome back to Tailgates and Turnovers, everybody, the official film crew college football podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, joined tonight by Bennett. Bennett, how was your weekend, boss? Uh, pretty good. Didn't do too much. Uh, in the future, just booked a nice little vacation in February. So that's that's going to be nice. Sweet. Where to? Uh, Vermont. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> We're not not going skiing or anything. Uh, I actually asked I asked Charlie just like help me out with some places, but uh, yeah, just trying to get the hell out of Georgia for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Vermont seems like an awesome place. So yeah, it's um anniversary trip. We haven't gone on one in like three years, so it'll be nice to get out. Yeah, absolutely. Leaving the kiddo with the uh, with the grandparents. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> First time. First time. Okay. Yeah, at least on a trip like that. Okay. Like a, yeah, yeah, I see. Like, Three nights. Yeah, we haven't done one of those yet either, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting whenever one of those happens. I know we've talked about it. It's, it's hard to ask for the uh, the nights like that. That's a oh, lot of yeah. a lot of time. It is, so. but they they always say that they're happy for, to do it. But man, it's that the guilty conscience kicks in for sure. Yeah, I know. What about you? What's going on? Not too much. It's uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Waking up early to do some baking tomorrow, and then uh, just going to be enjoying an awesome slate of college football games. What uh, what are you making? Uh, doing some milk bread rolls, uh, and uh, wife's doing a French silk pie. Going to do a couple other things. Just some some nice baked goods for the for the cooler weather. Yeah, we're. Uh... We're gonna be talking a lot about Thanksgiving dishes, so I had a feeling. This yeah, is a good, it's yeah, a good, we, it's a, it's a good week for Thanksgiving dishes. That's uh, man, food and football. What more can you ask for? It's feast week. Exactly, it's gonna be great. Uh huh. But first, I think we need to look at some of these uh, these games from last week. But before we do that, just one little bit of news. Uh, according to Pete Tamil, Lance Leipold has gotten a contract extension from the University of Kansas. It's going to keep him there through the 2029 season. So quite a hefty extension for them. And uh, that's a long time, but the fact that he got an extension is deserved, I would say. Yeah. Well-deserved. I mean, if not, somebody else is going to hire him. Yeah, I think part of that was the potential of uh, Nebraska coming, poking around and maybe trying to snag him for their opening. So... Um, if, you know, hopefully he can keep building off of what he's done this season and that'll make it a really good hire for them. So I am curious to see what the compensation is for that though. Sure. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> can only imagine, but, yeah, uh, I got the money. yeah, but in terms of news, not a whole lot else about that. Um, there was a little bit of news about the rumored college football video game, but I think we can push that to next week. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on this week, so uh, let's just jump right into the games here. Starting off with the noon slate, we had number four TCU holding on against Baylor, and uh, this was the game that I was watching the most, and it was a barn burner. Like it, it was a very, very hectic fourth quarter. They TCU ended up pulling it off with no timeouts. They were able to get the field goal unit on the field after running the ball. Yeah, the and, fire drill. Yeah, they they pulled off a fire drill, and it worked to perfection. The kicker. Pushed it right through the uprights and they they held on. It was a fun one. Yeah, the uh, the run. I mean, you, you've just seen that knock go well before. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> Sonny Dice kind of played it off. He was acting like, "Yeah, we done it before. It's all good. We didn't practice." I'm like, just like we drew it up. <laughs> yeah, 
I saw a video of a, a Baylor girl. They were getting ready to rush the field, and it's uh, she's recording herself. And Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's brutal. Uh, oh, man. I'll try yeah. and find it, but yeah. she she just goes no. <laughs> uh, hate to see it, but uh, yeah, I mean TCU like they they held on. They I mean I think we got the good Baylor this week, at least compared to what we've seen against some of their other games. Um, tough to know. You know how much of a challenge this looks for TCU because there were some times during this game they did not look great, and I don't know if that's because Baylor's defense stepped up or if it's because you know TCU themselves were just kind of having an off day. I mean, Max Max Duggan only had one passing touchdown. He had over 300 yards, so I mean they were they were pushing the ball down the field, but in terms of their efficiency, like it, it wasn't their best effort. Yeah, not at all. Um, yeah, Big 12's kind of just across the board, pretty paired up pretty well yeah um, i mean it, it just a crazy amount of parity and tcu actually lost the time of possession on this one by a pretty hefty margin it was uh 34 minutes to 26 minutes um so <laughs> baylor baylor did about all they could i think for what they what they had going for them this week but uh was not enough tcu moves on stays undefeated and we're gonna see if they can close it out with an undefeated season so <clears throat> iowa state yeah tough guys I- not not super worried about this week, but the uh, the Big Twelve Championship, which I believe is okay. still in play for this other seed here. Um, we can talk about that later. I, yeah. I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Long story short, TCU got a got a tough win against a team that brought everything they could. So you know, good on the frogs. They they remain undefeated. Uh, next up, we are going to bounce around time slots here. We're going to talk about one of the. I would say this was probably the most shocking upset in quite a while just in terms of how bad it was number five tennessee got the brakes blown off of them by south carolina like they uh, they got boat raced i won't do you know what the spread was i think they were like 13 points or something like i was that. about to say they were double digit favorites i know that uh yeah this is bad um 63 to 38 yeah this was a destiny's child survivor weekend and just some teams weren't able to pull it off yeah i mean th- <laughs> You put up 38 points, you should expect to win a game. But the Tennessee Volunteers defense made Spencer Rattler look like a Heisman candidate again. He was 30 for 37 with over 400 yards and six touchdowns. Like, yeah, you just can't do that and be taken seriously as a playoff contender. And we'll talk about the rankings here in a little bit. But in my opinion, they did not get punished nearly enough for what, what happened there. No, but um, some of those were good coverage, better throw type plays. I mean, he was... He yeah. was on. Yeah, he was, was the first time maybe ever. Yeah, he was definitely on. He 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 played a really good game, but my God, they I did see that this was the worst loss by a top five team to an unranked opponent in a hundred years. Hundred by a top five opponent to an unranked, but like this, this was bad, and even and to make it even worse, Hendon Hooker tore his ACL. Like, yeah. That just sucks, man. He was having such a good season. He was probably projecting as a day two draft pick, and now, now he's probably going to end up a day three. I hope that's not the case because I, I, I mean, I think we know that people are able to recover from those ACL injuries more quickly than they had been in the past. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Um, I do too. I, I hope. I hope so, man. Like I, he's. I've just loved watching him play this year. He's been awesome. Yeah, they've been great to watch, and so uh, hate to see him go. Yeah, um, 
some Tennessee fans did get their comeuppance though, because they were uh, they were bagging pretty hard on TCU after the the noon game was done there, and so that was uh, karma came back around on on some of those Vols fans pretty quickly there. Yeah, I mean, uh, our Vols fans were being pretty nice. They're, they they're, just, they're just very happy to be where they are right now. Happy to be here, and sorry for sorry for Hendon, but like, yeah, you just saw like just generally on Twitter, like there were a lot of Vol fans spewing a lot of hate. I've told you before, they, they suck. <laughs> They're the worst. Not our Vol fans. Our Vol fans are great. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just general. Not a great look <laughs> for them. So, uh, tough loss. And South Carolina has a pretty damn good win now coming off, going into a week against Clemson, which we'll talk about here later on. But, uh, yeah, bad loss. Bad, bad, bad loss. Yeah. but Not great. Nope. Next up, still in the SEC here, number one Georgia squeaked by Kentucky. Uh, this was a weird one. Did not expect it to be this low scoring. Did not expect it to be this, I don't want to say boring, but it was honestly kind of a boring game. Like uh, This game sucked. This was my 22.5 point lock of the week. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, they just uh, couldn't get it going on offense. Man, they couldn't even they couldn't even get the team the total points over that spread. Yeah, I gotta look at this. I think um, I think Levis actually played like fine. He did. He played about as well as you would expect him to against Georgia, I guess, with the weapons and line that he has around him. But I mean, he still like he still didn't look. I would say good by any means. He didn't um, look lottery pick. No, or, like not like, I, man. I, I understand the whole traits thing, and I get everybody wanting to find their next Josh Allen, but, man, Levis just does not look like it. Nope. It's He's tough. not getting much help, so no. it's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I was expecting, like, I, I don't know, who from Georgia to pick it up, like McConkey or Bowers or just somebody, but no. nobody really went off. McIntosh, he, I mean, he had almost 150 yards, and he scored the only touchdown for the dogs. He had a pretty good, he had a pretty good game. Um, I think that might have been his career high if I read that correctly, but I or maybe I'm sure. High. Yeah, so he had a, he had a really good game, and obviously they had to get it done on the ground, and they did. But um, yeah, a little bit of a clunker going into uh, a Georgia Tech game, which you know shouldn't necessarily be too much of a challenge. But moving on, Georgia Tech getting a top fifteen win, and uh, I think that might have been the end of the Drake May Heisman campaign. Saturday um, might have been a long shot, but it is. Uh, I think it's pretty much done now. Yeah, for this year, but we're pumping money in the super pack. We're ready oh, to yeah. go, ready to go for next year. Oh yeah, just unloading on the campaign next year. But yeah, this. I mean, this might have been his worst game of the season, and it still came down to there was just a, a really bad drop by Josh Downs uh, that was a. It would have been a touchdown. That would have been the difference in the game. They would have survived. So. Just didn't really go right for him. And obviously, North Carolina's defense, like, of course, they give up 21 points to Georgia. Like, that, it's just unreal how bad that defense is. But um, it's a good win for Georgia Tech. And they're they're five and six right now. Like, they, they have a chance to be bowl eligible. Um, don't know no if it's going to happen, but uh, they, uh, they are technically in the hunt for bowl eligibility here. Um, just you just can't get have that kind of loss to Georgia Tech. Like they they played themselves out of playoff talk. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. 
So um, really tough for the heels there. Uh, still probably going to end up getting like a New Year's Six Bowl or a higher higher tier next level bowl. But, um, you know, they, they've got to win. they got to be Clemson. And they still have to win against NC State, which you never know what can happen there. So uh, just, yeah, really disappointing loss there for the heels. Do you really want to beat Clemson and go play Alabama in the Orange Bowl? I don't know. I mean – I would take I would take Carolina's receivers over Bama's DBs. Listen, man, I um, I've had to play or I've, I've had to watch Michigan State play Alabama. Not not the time in the playoff, but the time before that, when you know they're coming off a championship caliber team and they're just underperforming, and they just go into the bowl game and are pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> that they even had to be in Orlando or wherever they are. Yeah, I saw that there's quite a few bowl projections for them to be in the Cotton Bowl against. Uh, it would be Tulane and. Uh, oh. That just sounds like an execution waiting to happen. That's like uh, this Georgia Hawaii vibes yeah. where they just walk in and just massacre them. Yeah, that just does not sound like a fun time. But uh, but yeah, I mean Carolina, they they've. I still think getting an ACC title over Clemson would be good for the program overall. Like if you, if you can finish off ten and two or eleven and two, then with that win, like that's a good season, no matter what happens in the bowl there. Yeah, they they were, they were probably like a six and a half win total. So yeah, good for them. Yep. Um, next game we got uh, nothing really crazy about this game, but Navy beat UCF seventeen to fourteen. The only significant impact this has is that this firmly puts Tulane in the the G five driver's seat for the New Year's Six spot. So um, yeah, I mean nothing crazy there. Nice win for Navy. Uh, they definitely have looked very incompetent at times, but they've kind of picked it up here the last couple of weeks. So you know, good better win. better transitive win for uh, Notre Dame. <laughs> exactly, right? quality win. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> And uh, going into the Army Navy game, which I don't did you see those uniforms that they released? I saw the um, yeah, I saw this the NASA ones. The NASA ones, those look yeah. incredible. I'm su- they're looking pretty nice. I love Navy's uniforms and Army's uniforms for this game. They just go, they just get wild with it, and the brush paint or like the spray paint helmet job that they do. Oh man, just love that stuff. Yeah, that's um, that always comes out to be in the all time uniform game. Especially okay. the last like ten years, they just do a bunch of alternates. Yeah, love it. Um, before we go out to the Pacific Coast for some real impact games that happened here, just want to point out that Vanderbilt beat Florida and uh, had the most orderly field storming I've ever seen. They were ve- waiting very politely in line to storm the field. You know, good, pretty on brand for Vandy, but uh, God, that's bad for Florida. <laughs> like that is tough for Billy. Not Vandy. great. Coming off of a week where they flip Jaden Rashada from Miami and then they go out and lay an egg like that. Like, long term, that's not going to do anything. It's not going to get him to flip back or anything. But, oh, my God, you lost to Vandy. Yeah, not great. Vandy's on a win streak. They are on a win streak. An SEC win streak. Yeah. After a 36-game losing streak, I think, or 26. Something like that. They are, they are also a win away from bowl eligibility, and they are going up against Tennessee, who is a little wounded now that Hendon Hooker's out. Uh, I can't imagine they'd be fake. They would be, you know, the spread's probably not in their favor still on that one. But uh, fun fact, guess what school they have twice as many SEC wins as? A&M. Texas A&M, the, the preseason number six team. And they're getting, they're getting outplayed by Vanderbilt. And probably, I mean, they're not going to catch them because – AM plays LSU this week and correct. Yes. Yeah. So highly doubt they're going to catch Vanderbilt. So they are dead. La- I think they're dead last in the West, right? Mississippi State has more than one win, I would yeah. imagine. 
And Arkansas, too. Arkansas beat Ole Miss this week. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> talk about first to worst there uh, for for Jimbo Fisher. But just had to point that one out. Yeah, not yeah. great. So let's go out to the Pacific Coast, though. Some West Coast action in the Pac-12 where we had some pretty big playoff implications clear themselves out, I would say. Uh, first, we had... Number seven USC hanging on against UCLA, forty-eight to forty-five. Uh, the the points total on this one was seventy-eight and a half, and they cruised that one by two scores. So, for for us fellow overbetters, we 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 did it. We made it. Yeah, um, we did it. Yay! Yeah, shout out Spark who decided to bet live bet a hundred points on the over there, and oh uh, yeah, he did that in the third quarter. Or like very early in the fourth quarter, where they were at ninety three points, and like I was like, "That's <laughs> it." Seems like that one's gonna hit, and it just fizzled out from there. So that's tough, bad beat. Yeah, real tough. Yeah, but I mean, Caleb Williams, he played out very, very well. He threw for almost five hundred yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he is definitely the front runner for the Heisman, I would say, at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, who are you gonna put ahead of him, though? Uh, I don't know. It's. I think a lot's going to come down to um, just rivalry week in yeah. general. Like, I, like if Stroud goes out and has a crazy game against Michigan yeah. or Corum on the other way. Like, yep. Those are the two best shots to catch him. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Let me look at the odds. I don't even know who else is up there. It doesn't matter. What's, I think Max Duggan's up there. Like no one else. That's. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Williams is the front runner there, and if he if he continues his play over the past month uh, for these next two weeks, he's going to win the Heisman. Um, both defenses just, I mean, they scored 93 points. Both defenses stink. <laughs> they are, yeah. they're bad. And USC, I mean, USC got four turnovers, which good, but again, it's unsustainable if you're giving up that many yards per play. Cause one of these days you're going to run into a team that is disciplined enough to not turn the ball over. And then that's when you're going to run into problems. Is that going to be this week? I don't know. Uh, but something tells me within the next two weeks, we're going to find out really quickly there. Uh, because they still only won by three, despite those four turnovers. Yeah. But uh, they, I mean, their offense, no, no notes for the offense. They played very, very well. Uh, Jordan Addison had had a night that made you remember why he won the Bolitnikoff last year. Uh, 11 catches for 178 yards and a tutty. So, um, Bears, please. <laughs> yes, please. Um, Mario Williams didn't really do anything right. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. It was definitely. This is like their. This is like both of their first games back. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah. Uh, we, Addison had gotten some snaps here and there, like in every game. Like he was never like completely out from what I was looking at there, but just still, this was his first like full go. Like he was back back, and he he showed it. He proved it. Yeah. There's um. Utah. Oregon or um, Washington can all still play USC in the title game. So, yeah. Pac-12 North is frisky. It's uh, and speaking of Utah and Oregon, head to head, I feel like definitely is going in the Ducks' favor here. Utah falls to the Ducks seventeen to twenty, off the back of three Cam Rising interceptions, uh, along with no touchdowns. There, I mean, not going to win games if you're turning the ball over that many times. Happened to UCLA. Happened to Utah. Yeah. So. I guess Washington needs to beat Washington. Oregon needs to lose to Oregon State, and then Utah needs like UCLA to win. Like yeah. that's the that's the weird scenario. But for Utah to make it in, I mean, I'd like to see 
any of those rematches. Like they were all pretty exciting. Yeah, you, a USC UCLA rematch on an even on a neutral field would be pretty interesting, uh, considering how that last game went between them. But um, yeah, I, I we still got to figure out what's going to shake out with the Pac-12 North. But uh, USC, they're the uh, they're, they're the number five team in the country per the playoff the CFP rankings, and uh, offense is definitely playing like it. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I'm- I know you listen. I'd, I'd like to see uh, that Ari bet cash for, uh, <laughs> the, uh, on the Andy Staples show. Yeah, yeah. that's it's uh, a lot of money betting on USC to make the playoff. There, uh, they, I mean they've they've turned it around way quicker than I even thought they were going to. So, I mean, props to Lee and Riley for being able to do that. Um, but circling back to the Utah Ducks game, Bo Nix he hurt his leg at one point. Like he was playing on one leg for especially at the end of the game there. And but I'm so he I'm like his stats weren't all that good if you're a box score watching there, but he played well enough to get the win. And, um, you know, the Oregon defense stepped up when it needed to. So uh, that's a very quality win for the Ducks there. Yeah, he got smacked up pretty bad against Washington the week before. Yeah. Like near the end of the game. So it's probably just lingering at this point. I would imagine so. Yeah. But uh, I think those were all the games that were really important. Um, Neither of us really had important games or anything like that. So... I think with yeah, thanks that, for thanks for not talking about it. I, I I would rather not. I thought about putting Notre Dame on there just because uh, they had a true freshman get three interceptions, which is pretty impressive. But um, but yeah, I mean it was Boston College. They it was it was fun to watch for a Notre Dame fan, but as a neutral, it was like there was no reason to watch that one. The Michigan State game was very unenjoyable to watch. <laughs> I don't not know. enjoyable. It seemed like it could have been funny. You held IU to what? Two passing, two yards passing, or something like that. Two two completions two the completions. entire game. Uh, yeah, special teams just bad. Like punt return for a touchdown. They started inside the twenty like three or four times. Like, yeah, that's uh, not exactly a, a recipe for a dub. Yeah, blew a seventeen point lead at half. Mm. Yeah, we don't have to rant about that this week though. We got pass, uh, pass defense, man. Two completions. That's, we're back. <laughs> all the way back. Yeah. All the Ext- way back. Extend the defensive coordinator now, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> no, he's still got to go. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But that, those were all of, like, the really important – the games of note last week, uh, just in terms of, like, playoff implications and big shakeups in the top 25 there. Uh, nothing else really crazy there. And the uh, the college football playoff rankings released this evening – and top five is what we expected, I would say. Maybe people would have had USC over LSU at five there. But uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. Uh, I actually agree with putting Ohio State above Michigan after this week. They uh, they barely squeaked one out against Illinois there, and they did not look like a complete team this week. Ohio State barely sneaked one out against uh, Maryland, right? Yeah, that one was like – that one was a more higher – that was a higher scoring game. It was like – both teams got into the 30 scoring wise, which I think is a little more expected for both of those teams. Michigan State, Michigan just, I mean, it was 17 to 14, I think was the final score there. Just ugly, ugly game. Yeah, it was, it was pretty gross. Yeah, JJ didn't look good. I mean, Illinois' offense is not good so, outside of Chase Brown, who is incredible. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, just Tommy DeVito's, Tommy DeVito's cashed. He always has been. Yep, not good. Um, but yeah, Georgia up top still, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four, and LSU five. Uh, 
like it, it's tough because with two losses, especially with one of them being absolutely blown out at home, like they should probably should not be that high. But there's not really there's not really a program that has better wins right now than LSU. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Tennessee's it's, the only one that's comparable. Yeah, Tennessee's beaten uh, them and Alabama. Yeah. So, and LSU's beaten in Alabama and Ole Miss. Uh, they have a one point loss against Florida State, yeah. who's now number sixteen in the CFP poll, and then the Tennessee loss. So that's a top ten loss. So you could really put either of those, um, either of those resumes up against each other. But the difference is that LSU still has a shot to win out and win the SEC. Um, not a good shot. They're probably going to be double digit underdogs going into Atlanta, but uh, they have a better shot than Tennessee does, who is just straight up eliminated at this point. Yeah, Tennessee's done. Uh, I think I think a lot of these teams are done, but we can kind of dive a little bit into that once we get to it. Yeah, well, once we get into the previews and start talking about some of these implications, um, we can definitely get into that. But, uh, yeah, looking at the teams that are the most screwed by these rankings, in my opinion, I mean, we talked about Coastal before we started recording here. Coastal, like, I don't know what they got to do to get ranked at this point. Yeah, they're not in one, and uh, they're easily in the Sun Belt Championship. Like, it, yeah, I, I don't know. They should be ranked. Um, but then the other one, I would argue, Clemson is probably getting a little screwed here uh, because they do have a very real shot at making the college football playoff if they win out here, because that would include wins over a fringe top 25 team in South Carolina and then beating North Carolina. So like they got a chance to put some quality wins together for their resume at the end of the year. So they could probably jump over like Alabama or, you know, if one of these other schools lose ahead of them. Who are these Clemson beat Louisville? They beat uh, Florida state. Yeah. They haven't played UNC. And then they lost to Notre Dame. So, yeah, I, I don't know. They got some quality wins, but yeah, they nothing like huge. Yeah, it's it's tough, but I, they should probably be above Alabama, at least in my opinion. That's one spot difference, but the closer you get to the committee actually selecting the teams for the playoff, the more important those one spots are. I think USC is getting a little bit screwed because if LSU somehow does beat Georgia, like it's really going to be – I mean, it can – can you argue against LSU making a playoff though if they beat Georgia? Like, if the committee's job is to no. pick the best four team in the country, best four teams in the country, like, what more does LSU have to do to prove it? Yeah, but the other thing is, like, I, I feel like at this point, if you, if Georgia beats Tech, which is going to happen, like, they kind of have to stay in. Like, yeah. it, it depends on how bad. Like, if if like against literally all odds, if LSU somehow blows them out, then you know you can see an argument for them dropping off. It's not going to happen, but that was really the only path to them dropping out after this. Yeah, but uh, if it does happen, a uh, twelve and one Georgia, like you're putting them ahead of whatever eleven and one Ohio State, Michigan, like it. Yeah, they've got an extra win. So, right. yep. Um, so still definitely have a chance for some chaos here. Not a great chance because I, I like I said, I don't think LSU is going to win that game in Atlanta, but you know, there's always a chance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think that wraps it up for this week, uh, or last week. Sorry. Uh, now we get to look into rivalry week, one of the best weeks in sports. 
Uh, I fucking love all these trophy games, man. Yeah, the trophies are awesome. Yeah, I've got um, I've got each game mapped out as your Thanksgiving meal as well. So it should be a little bit fun. Love this. I, I cannot wait to hear how these go. Uh, but yeah, like even the ugly trophies, like they're just awesome to watch. Yeah, I'm. Have you have you heard the story of the territorial cup? Mm-mm. I'm I'm excited to tell you about that one. It's it's pretty fucking interesting. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, but uh, you want to get into this? I'll just tell you what I have. This food, or you want me to do these? Sorry. No, well, no. Uh, let's just roll into it. We'll start with the uh, the game that is going to be played on Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure, right? This one's going to be on yeah, Thursday night. The Egg Bowl. Uh, Ole Piss versus Mississippi State. Yeah, Ole Piss potty toddy. Yep, they really they really shut off last week. They had 400 yards rushing and lost. Yeah, that's crazy with how much offensive production they actually had to not score like the way they should. And then, it, and then all the Wayne rumors. But then he posted the the picture of him uh, reading the Egg Bowl book last night. So I'm like. Yeah, Lane likes to do a little shit posting on Twitter every once in a while, but it's it's crazy because like, what do you expect him to say? Like, of course he's gonna deny it. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it sounds like a buddy. Po- he bought that blue check mark. Michael, I talked to Birdsong. He didn't sound too uh, thrilled by it. Optimistic, so. okay. Yeah, because yeah. that dude is a he is a local like he is a local news guy. Like he. <sighs> He, he's not like just some some rando or anything like that, but it's a pretty dubious source. It sounds like so we'll have to see what the, how that goes with Lane. But in the meantime, they got a matchup against Old or uh, Mississippi State here. I am not anticipating this being a close game. Uh, Vegas is. And this is always this is always kind of a close game. Like uh, Ole Miss, are, they uh, they lead the series sixty four forty five and six ties. There's so many ties in these. It's like yeah. annoying to see, but. Um, yeah, I could see uh, your your boy Charlie Weiss Jr. having a little tough time against Mississippi State. But uh, food wise, I've got this as all the Southern traditions. I got this as the uh, the biscuits, the uh, the deviled eggs, okay, and, yeah. the, co- and the collards. So I, I was hoping deviled eggs would make an appearance here. I don't is is that a Southern thing? Like we have them up here. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm a big deviled egg fan here. So. Uh, when I saw the egg bowl, the first one up there, I was like, okay, this is the hors d'oeuvre. This is the appetizer. Yeah, this is this is the appetizer. I got some other appetizers on here, but appetizers are hard because everybody does different stuff yeah. on Thanksgiving for appetizers. They definitely do. What are what are you guys doing for apps this year? Probably deviled eggs. Uh, we do bacon-wrapped jalapeno. It's like stuffed jalapeno, bacon-wrapped. We'll do those. And then um, my my parents, they do the, uh, like the crescent rolls, the Pillsbury yep. ones. They uh they do stuffed ones of those which are pretty good. They'll do stuff them with like a like a jalapeno cream cheese type deal. They're pretty good. Awesome. Like they're just easy little pops. But uh yeah, so just just a couple little knickknacks like the you know the veggie tray, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got some of that on here too for these other ones. Oh but... yeah, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean obviously. It sounds like Lane actually did meet with the team. I don't know what all was said or anything. I didn't have a chance to take a closer look at that or listen to see if there was anything. But you got to think that there might be a little bit of a distraction factor now. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. It's in a Vaughn Hemingway. I think they'll, they'll pull it out. Yeah, I th- I do think Ole Miss is going to win this one. Um, but we'll have to see. I mean, if Vegas thinks this one's close, I just say, like, on paper, looking at these teams, is KJ Jefferson back? Yes. Okay, so that that might be part of it then. 
Well, yeah, it's Arkansas. Or, yeah. Yeah, Arkansas plays Missouri. That's one of those ones where when they came over, it just, I don't know. Doesn't make Cla- sense. Classic rivalry. Who's uh, yeah. Who's Mississippi State's quarterback? Why am I blanking on that? Uh, Will Rogers. Will Rogers, that's right. I think uh, he's there, but once again, it's like like little five-yard dump passes, and yeah. if the defense is ready for it, it doesn't work. Yeah, on paper, uh, this like I don't feel like this one should be close, but obviously Vegas has a little bit of a different idea, but uh, I'm taking Ole Miss on this one. Yeah, Ole Miss for sure. Yep. So this one's going to be Thursday night at 7 on ESPN, uh, team total of 59. So keep that in mind. I can see that I can see that going over. Yeah, I could Pretty too. easy. Yeah, neither of these defenses are lights out by any means. Yeah, but uh moving out west, uh, Arizona didn't get their win, so this is kind of just a game with both teams not making the uh making a bowl game this year. Jetfish, he's got the boys playing, but uh I've got this one as getting together with family after a long hiatus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was telling you a little bit about the story of the Territorial Cup. So this game started as a rivalry back in uh, 1899 before Arizona was even a state. So that's kind of where they get the name from. The Territorial Cup. Yeah. And after that first game, they lost They lost the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. They lost the trophy and then they found it in um, – 1980 in the basement of a church on Arizona State's campus. So, so it was, just a pretty cool story behind it. So 80 years that thing was missing, like just gone. In the in the basement of a church in Scottsdale. Okay. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty – that's a hell of a find then, whoever ended up actually spotting that. Yeah. I don't know how they found it or what happened, but – um. Yeah, Arizona's favored by four. This game has always been played home and home. It's never been played at any neutral sites. Pretty cool there, but uh, Arizona leads 49-45. Uh, it's you know pretty even across the board. That does seem like a pretty even match there. Uh, Arizona, this one is in Tucson, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, I, I've – I've been a big Jed Fish fan all season. I know that they haven't necessarily put up the wins necessarily. Like, obviously, like you said, they're not going bowling this year. But I think they are dramatically outperforming expectations going into the season. So, yeah. And on the flip side, Arizona State, like they had a good win against, uh, you know, they've had a good win or two here or there, but it hasn't been consistent. So uh, give me the cats on that one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm riding Jed Fish. I'm hoping he can get it together there. Yes, sir. That, that team total is 65. I, this is another one. Most of these rivalry games I could see them going over, honestly. like it's it, We're going to have to find like the fucking Iowa game to find an actual under that we feel comfortable with, honestly. But uh, I could see this one going over as well. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. And uh, this is part of the Friday slate here. So a few Friday games. Uh, that's the first, first of the Friday games, it looks like. Next up, we have got... Battle in North Carolina between the University of North Carolina and NC State. Obviously, North Carolina coming off of a pretty bad loss to Georgia Tech last week, looking to right the ship there. Um, this one's going to be at three thirty on ABC, and the spread is North Carolina by six and a half. So, Bennett, what Thanksgiving food is this game? Uh, I got this just as like a meat and cheese board, charcuterie board, a little charcuterie board. Okay. Yeah, I feel like uh, those have kind of came in the last couple years, been a big thing. And uh, NC State was, you know, our, I feel like the uh, consensus, like popular pick at the beginning of the year for ACC. UNC is coming on, so that's kind of the way I have both of them 
looking like they're aboard. Okay. I like it. I, uh, no trophy here, though. No name for the rivalry, which is kind of annoying. That is a little annoying. Yeah. But I, I think uh, I've got the heels pretty comfortably. Like, yeah, I think they definitely win. I think they're going to bounce back here. And their defense is bad, but NC State's offense has also just been pretty anemic this year. So it's just not something I am feeling particularly comfortable with taking there. Um, you know, this is another one of those where the team total is 56. And, like, I could probably see this one going over, but this is one that I wouldn't be necessarily shocked if the under hit. Um, just because of how bad NC State's offense has been. But, again, it's stoppable force versus movable object with it when it comes to the NC State offense and the Carolina defense. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, the other one I had was um, Pigs in a Blanket. Because, uh, (laughs) yeah, both teams are kind of just stuck with either a crappy offense or a crappy defense. Yeah, definitely an incomplete meal there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, give me the heels and the points there as, as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so next up, we are heading further south into the anus of America, Florida. Tallahassee. Or, yeah, we're going to we're going to T Pain's hometown for Florida, Florida State for a Friday night game where Florida State's a nine and a half point favorite. Uh, yeah, I mean. First of all, let's do the food. Bennett, what, what food is this one? Uh, I got this one is cracking your first beer. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's a great thing. Uh, that, that's one of the best Thanksgiving feelings is cracking that first one. Uh, I also got a little story. Uh, one time I was at the local bar in Kennesaw over Christmas break back from college, and T-Pain was at the bar. Because <laughs> I guess his manager lived up there. That's the reason they were there, just like eating some dinner and just hanging out. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah he was super, super nice. He seems like a really nice dude out, out like he, even outside of his career. He's um, I, I don't know if you watch Twitch at all, but he's, he's always got a Twitch, Twitch streamer. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> always like making music on there. It's pretty funny to watch, but he's a nice guy. I believe it. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I like cracking your first beer for this one. This feels like a like a crack a beer game. So yeah, it's, we're we're gonna get a little dark here on some of these. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, this is another one that's not, or this technically is a trophy game. Yeah. Um, so I guess the Florida Cup is played pretty much every year they play each other and Miami. Okay. So it's like a three a three way cup. Yeah. Uh, so kind of like the Armed Force or the uh, Commander in Chief Trophy. Yeah, but they don't play Florida doesn't play Miami every year anymore. Yeah. So it's like uh, every three or four years they kind gotcha. of battle off for this. Okay. They're the only. There's a couple other teams that do it, but they're the only Power Five schools that do it. Interesting. Okay. Is this the uh, the Macala? Yeah, the Macala uh, plaque. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a trophy draft um, at some point during the off season. I don't know if that one makes the cut. <laughs> uh, dude, the Macala trophy it was a weird one. Yeah. Um, and whenever you type it in on Google, there's a whole bunch of like, there's a trophy and no one knows where it is or when when it was. Uh, used but there it is not not the best looking trophy for sure but um yeah with florida state being a nine and a half point favorites there they are a program on the rise um you know this wasn't we've talked about it all season mike norvell potentially coaching for his job here i think he's very safely back next year um he's got florida state playing very well 
and has just gotten more and more competent as the season's gone along. Whereas Florida, not great just over the season. Like they started off with that win against Utah. People definitely overreacted and put them in like, you know, borderline top 10 team and all that. And they, they're just not, they just got a lot of holes that they got to fill. And, you know, credit to Billy Napier for putting together a pretty good class, uh, recruiting class so far, but, uh, you know, the recruiting class doesn't help this week. So give me the Knowles. Yeah, they'll get there. Yeah, I'm with you on the Knowles. Um, Yeah, Florida will get there. It's just going to take some time. Yep. Next up, we are heading to bourbon country. Louisville at Kentucky, the Governor's Cup. So what do we got? So I'm going to I'm going to just take a stab and guess that this is uh the first bourbon that gets poured. Yeah, switching switching to liquor. In this case, <laughs> probably probably bourbon. There we go. Um, Love it. <laughs> this was this was one this is only this is going to be their 34th matchup. I was um feels like I it should surprised. be more than that. Yeah. So they they played like way back when like early 1900s and then they didn't play again until like the 90s. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why that is or what happened, but that was kind of, it's kind of similar to like what happened with Notre Dame and Stanford. Like they played a lot in like the thirties and forties and then they just didn't play again until the eighties, but it makes even less sense for this because they're, I mean, they're in the same state. Yeah. And I mean, it's right down the road from each other. It's like what, 90 minutes away. Like if yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. But, uh, but good looking trophy. It is a, a good looking trophy. It's a nice one. Very, very uh, opulent. Yeah. And we're, we're going to be talking about Governor's Cups way too much. Yeah, what, first first of three, right? <laughs> yeah, I get some new names. I and one of the ones I, I I've been to the game. I didn't even know it's they played for the Governor's Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not the most original name, but mm-hmm. uh, the Cats are three point favorites on this one, which I'm a little surprised by, if I'm being honest. Louisville's um, been hot, and Kentucky's been not. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, Louisville might be my money line dog then if this if this is what it's going to end up being because I just think Louisville's on a little bit of a hot streak here in Kentucky. Like they are just flailing right now, not playing yeah. well. Will Levis doesn't. I mean, they just got throttled by Georgia, which is not necessarily unexpected. But even outside of the Georgia game, Will Levis has not looked like a top ten pick. The line's bad. The weapons have either been suspended or have been underperforming. Like just not a good Kentucky team this year. Yeah. Yeah. But team total, uh, or the total points here is 43. 43, I could see this one going under, honestly. Yeah. Both uh, both offenses have looked a little not Suspect. great. Yeah. Yeah. And Louisville likes to bring a lot of pressure on defense. They like to send a lot of – dial up a lot of blitzes there. So I think that this could uh, be a pretty low-scoring game. Yeah. Levis getting sacked like four or five times a game. Yeah. Uh, maybe Rodriguez can break off some runs, but the passing game is basically non-existent. No, it really is not. And especially with Louisville dialing these blitzes up, this whole line is going to be overwhelmed, I think. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, got a few other games here. Uh, Baylor, Texas. So, this is going to be a noon kickoff on Friday. Texas is our eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Baylor, I mean, they, they put up a pretty good fight against TCU here. Um, Texas, obviously... Don't know both of these teams. You never know which one is going to show up. Um, that's eight and a half. Feels like a lot of points for how inconsistent these teams have been. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go ahead and throw the other teams in here as well. I've got Oklahoma at Texas Tech. 
and then uh, UCLA at Cal. I've got this one as uh, your aunt and uncle who will soon be getting a divorce. Um, <laughs> your, oh, your, blood, your, your blood relative will uh, keep spending time with you and your family on Thanksgiving, but the other will be spending Thanksgiving with their new families very soon. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> so Texas and Oklahoma obviously moving to the SEC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten. Maybe. That's uh, the maybe the California border region said might have some other plans for that. So it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out there. But uh, but yeah, no, I, lo- I love that. Call. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, none of these are none of these are very compelling games, honestly. That's the crazy thing. Uh, so Texas, Texas has the most to lose. Yeah, because if they win and Kansas State loses, they're in the Big 12 championship game yeah. for a rematch with TCU. So, I mean, Texas, I, even with that motivation in mind, like these teams are just so inconsistent. And you don't know which of these teams is going to show up or which version of these teams are going to show up. I Give me Baylor in the points there, honestly. Yeah, I could see uh, Baylor covering and Texas winning. Yeah, uh, I could see this being less than a touchdown, honestly. Yeah. All right, I'm with you uh, yeah. on that. Um, Next- Oklahoma, we didn't talk about Bedlam, by the way. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Bedlam. Yeah, Oklahoma State stunk it up, man. I don't know what's going on with Oklahoma State. They are, uh, they've they've always been, like, you know, can turn a crappy quarterback good. Um, Spencer Sanders actually passed Mike Gundy as the all-time interception leader <laughs> at Oklahoma State. Good luck. Uh, but that game had, like, 36 third downs or something like that. Yeah. So just not good across the board. Well, and Oklahoma scored literally all their points in the first quarter. Yeah, it was quick. Like, yeah, and it was just like I don't know what to make of that because the fact that they scored all their points in the first quarter just tells me that once teams actually like calm down, then they struggle. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. I that to me that says more about Oklahoma State than it did about Oklahoma. Honestly, um, it was pretty nuts because it looked like it was gonna. Oklahoma was on track to score <laughs> score like a hundred points there for quite a bit. And then it just kind of fizzled out there. And Oklahoma State started clawing their way back a little bit, but just could never really get in range. We we think Oklahoma beats Texas Tech, though, right? I would say so. And they're only two-point favorites on Saturday. I, I would take Oklahoma here. Yeah, I really don't like how the Big 12 does a lot of their rivalry games earlier on in the season. Yeah. Bedlam beat – Bedlam in the Red River. The problem is that most of those rivalries involve Oklahoma or Texas. Like, yeah. When you have the and obviously holes. the Red River is always based around the fair, so like that's yeah. you got to do it when that's going yeah. on. But you can't you can't move that one. And then obviously like Nebraska being a former Big Twelve team, like they took an Oklahoma rivalry away. So like, yeah, just kind of tough. They'll figure out new rivalries, especially with these new schools coming in. I'm sure we'll get some some bad blood somewhere. Houston, I'm sure, can make things scrappy with more of these Texas teams. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but give me Oklahoma uh, on Saturday for sure. Yeah, and then um, UCLA Cal, I looked this one up. Um, for a while, it was the third longest played game uh, straight straight through, like since like the 1910s. Um, so, yeah, it's going to suck when this one's probably not going to be a game every year yeah. if they move to the Big Ten. They could keep, still keep it as an out-of-conference. Yeah, but once again, no trophy. Yeah, doesn't have a name. Like it's, it's one of those like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, they they're in the same state, so it's like, ah, I guess we should probably play. Yeah, and I uh, 
I don't have it on here. I forgot to put it on here, but UCLA, as far as total matchup, just like dominates it. Like, I, I, mean, I can't imagine. You would assume so. Yeah, I can't imagine Cal being particularly competitive there. And, and UCLA is double-digit favorites here. I'm I'm taking that, honestly. Uh, yeah. I do like the over on this one because we just talked about UCLA's defense not being very good, and Cal can put up some points on offense there. So 16-and-a-half, uh, I feel like that over is going to hit. But give me UCLA in the points there. Yeah, I could see um, Cal covering. Like Cal plays up and UCLA plays down. So Yeah. It's possible for sure. It's just like on paper that these teams are not not close. It feels like so. Uh, I, I like DTR in this one. So give me give me UCLA. Yeah, so. I agree. All right, this next one, it's the most interesting and simultaneously the most boring division in football, the Big Ten West. So I'm assuming these are all going to be under one umbrella Thanksgiving item. Um, yeah, yeah, well, I got yeah. him. I got him under one. Um, so this is your uh, your uncle who's been in the other room watching the NFL games. He missed everything going on with your uh, your other aunt and uncle getting divorced. He's had a few too many, and now he walks into the room. And he's talking politics. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh man, Cla- do do you remember when uh, Bobby Moynihan was on SNL and he did the drunk uncle? Like yeah. the weekend update. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh man, that being the Big Ten West is just perfect. That's a chef's kiss right there. I love I love that one. Um, but yeah, man, the Big Ten West is just a clusterfuck. Yeah, uh, luckily these these uh, four games all have pretty good trophies. So yeah, that is nice to see. The Big Ten, I think, probably has the best trophies. Yeah, like the, like the actual trophies themselves, not like the best games, but the the actual hardware involved. I feel like the Big Ten is like the one that's the most known for the trophies existing. Yeah, sucked to lose the spittoon last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's uh that's brutal loss there. But first one, we've got the Heroes Trophy between Nebraska and Iowa. Nebraska leads this series somehow. Uh, 29 to 20 to three and I was a 10 and a half point favorite P- total points set at 38 and a half. I'm taking the under on that one with zero hesitation. Uh, I, man, I don't know if I was going to cover just cause I don't think either of them are going to score a whole lot. Yeah. I don't know about covering. Um, also this was like the all time record. The, the record is different since they created the trophy. Okay. I don't, I don't remember what that was, but that, that trophy is, Actually, that's probably like the most mid trophy out of all of these. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Uh, not a particularly inspiring trophy. It looks it looks like a fantasy football trophy. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> I, Iowa is in control. If they can win, they're in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, and I imagine they will win this one. I would assume so. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're covering ten and a half because I don't even know if they can score ten and a half. Yeah, it really de- de- their offense has come on. For Iowa in the past couple weeks, like they they put up like high twenties, low thirties games a couple times, but yeah, they don't have the benefit of the doubt that they can score. That's that's my issue there. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. so give me I honestly give me Nebraska in the points, but uh, give me the under at thirty eight and a half there. I would, yeah, I would love to see Nebraska win this game. <laughs> yeah, outright if Nebraska would win outright, that would just throw the big. Big Ten West into absolute chaos. Um, yeah. 
Next up, we've got Purdue at Indiana. This is one of the more famous trophies, I would imagine, in college football. The the old oaken bucket. Uh, it's a it's a pretty sweet trophy. Like it, you could tell this one. This is an old trophy. Yeah, it's from. Uh, it was made at IUPUI. Uh, hell yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Purdue leads the series by a lot, seventy five to forty two to six. Uh, which, you know, not super surprising. Purdue is typically the more successful football, football school. And uh, they are 10.5-point favorites here. I I know IU just got off of a win against, against a program that is better than them, but don't let that fool you. Um, this is going to be a blowout by Purdue. Um, I do like the over on this one at 54 points. I Both offenses can put up points, but Purdue, I think, is going to – handle this one pretty solidly unfortunately yeah i I tend to agree i'm uh i'd I'd like to see purdue in the big 10 championship game more than iowa i think they'd be uh if if the scenario is if they win and iowa loses they're in okay yeah i mean shit give me unranked purdue going into uh number two ohio state at an at night what could go wrong yep Oh man, yeah. Give me, give me Purdue in the points on that one, though, for sure. Next yeah, up, we have got the Battle of Illinois, the Land of Lincoln Trophy, which is, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just a, it's it's a brass top hat or a bronze top hat. It's, yeah, it's an Abraham Lincoln Trophy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what you would expect. Yeah, uh, this is between Illinois and Northwestern. Illinois, this one's closer than I thought it would be. Honestly, this was one I was surprised by. Without of course it was fifty six to fifty four to five. This is a pretty even matchup between uh, these two teams historically. Uh, but Illinois fourteen point favorites on Saturday. Uh, this is going to be a three thirty on the Big Ten Network. Uh, team to- or point total points. I really got to stop saying team total there. Uh, total points at thirty eight. I don't know about this one because Illinois can score, but Northwestern has shown that they can slow down offenses. Yeah. So I guess the number they're looking at is like 27 to 13 ish, like around there, which yeah. sounds about right. Like yeah. what it will be. I But I can also see this being Illinois easily covering and Northwestern just doesn't score. Yeah. So I, I would probably take the under there. I, I would too. And uh, this Illinois just needs chaos. They need like both teams to lose. And yeah, Illinois is effectively out for the Big Twelve or for the Big Ten West here, but they they need a little bit of help to, to have a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And then last one for the Big Ten West: Minnesota at Wisconsin, the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe. Sweet trophy, like <laughs> this it's is, huge too. Yeah, like, no, this is like massive. A, this is like a full ass axe. Like it, it, it is a. True to life, Paul Bunyan acts. Um, Wisconsin three and a half point favorites at home here with a point total of 36. 36 feels low. I would honestly take the over on this one. I'm fine with the over. I don't know who's winning this game, though. It could go either way. I'm gonna I'm gonna die on my Minnesota Hill. I'm gonna go gophers. Give me the gophers. That's out, fine. Out like I, I could agree. Like, yeah. I think I just I think Minnesota has more potential to put up points than Wisconsin does. Yes. Like they just have more weapons and like it's got to happen at some point. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So give give me the gophers there. 
But uh, but yeah, that's it for the Big Ten West. So just to sum back up what's going to ha- potentially happen here, Iowa, if they win, they're in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, Purdue needs to take care of business against Indiana, and they need Nebraska to beat Iowa. Uh, Illinois just needs basically everybody else to lose. Yeah, sounds right. So likely going to see the Hawkeyes once again in Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, Kirk Ferentz is going to be like, see, I told you. Yeah. Just like I drew it up. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, moving on, we're going to do the college football playoff and New Year's six contenders. And uh, is this one item, Ben Bennett, or is this going to be separate? So, so I did it as one item, but in order to make the playoff, you got to get some gravy. That's okay. that's the way I did it. So the, the playoff is the gravy. Everyone okay. else is uh, – this. these are all main sides and dishes that you'll see on your table at the end of the day. All right. So well, let's, ru- let's run through these then. First up, we've got number 10, Utah. Who don't – yeah, they are – no, they're not number 10 anymore, I don't think. They they have probably dropped down in the college football. They're number playoff. 14 now. Yeah, Sorry, number, I updated no, these the last week's. Yeah, no, you're good. Number 14, Utah, heading to Colorado to play the Buffs. Uh this one doesn't really feel like a rivalry game. <laughs> no, this was the old kind of like what we we're talking about with um, Nebraska. They, yeah, you know they both came over to the conference and they just need somebody to fill in that slot at the end of the year. Yep, uh, Utah twenty nine and a half point favorites. Take that comfortably. Uh, Fifty two total points. Give me the under on that one, just because I feel like Ohio uh, Utah's probably gonna cruise go on cruise control after a certain point here. Yeah, this is like 42-10. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They're just going to ground and pound them, and that'll be that. Yep. Next up, uh, I'll let you talk about this one since this is the one you're personally involved in. Yeah, so I, it's uh, Michigan State going on the road to Happy Valley. Um, the last one I had is the sweet potato casserole just because uh, Utah still has a chance to make a New Year's Six Bowl regardless of what's going on. Oh, for you. Uh, yes. Sorry. No, yeah, but uh, this one I've got um, Penn State can obviously still make a New Year's Six Bowl yeah. if all the cards fall right. But uh, I've got this one as your father-in-law pulling the turkey out of the oven and dropping it, just like the big-ass land-grant trophy that they play for in this game. That is such, um, a, that is such a cumbersome trophy. Yeah, it's massive. Um, I, I really don't know how it's going to go. Uh me and some of the other Penn State guys have talked about it. They're like, they've got season tickets. They're like, it's impossible to get rid of your tickets for this game. Really? Yeah, just because like it's a couple of days after Thanksgiving, and the yeah. weather is usually crap, and just nobody wants to go up. Is um, it? Have you looked at the weather to see if it is going to be crap again? Or nah, one second. But I, I could definitely see Michigan State covering, but I don't know about winning this game outright. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's just tough because we've seen that they could do it, but you just don't really have faith that they're going to. It looks like Saturday it's going to be rainy, forty six degrees. So, yeah, yeah, I would. I don't. I don't blame people for not wanting to go to that one. But uh, Penn State eighteen point favorites and total points at fifty two and a half. I feel like this one. I feel like that's this one could go over, honestly. Yeah, both defenses are kind of suspect. Yeah, and the offenses can put points up if they really need to. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the over on this one. 
And, uh, yeah, give me Michigan State to backdoor cover this one. Yeah, I can definitely see that being the case. But I I don't see any way they're going to win this game. Yeah. Uh, this this one is actually the all-time record Michigan State's leading. But then since they've got the trophy and everything going. Oh, uh, is this another since, one of those? Yeah, since Penn State joined the Big Ten, it's like 16 to 10. Okay. Interesting. So it's not not too bad. Like this game's always close. Yeah. So that's that's another reason I just see them covering it and yeah for trying a, trying to go to a bowl game. Yeah, for a rivalry game that is typically close, you could see a cover here for sure. Yeah, this is another one. Michigan State needed a rival, and Penn State just hopped in at the right time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to play somebody the last week. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we have got the two lane green wave and the Cincinnati Bearcats. Battling it out for what feels like the the G five New Year's six spot here. Yeah, I've got this one as the uh, the cranberry sauce. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not for everybody, but you're definitely gonna see it on the table and definitely gonna look out for it. So when you say cranberry sauce, are you talking like a homemade cranberry sauce? Or are you talking the canned shit? This is the homemade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to make sure because you know their cranberry sauce means different things in different households. So we just. I just wanted to clarify. Are you are you a cranberry guy? I don't mind it. It's not one of those things that I'm I'm not going to go out of my way to like grab it or anything. I'm, but for Thanksgiving when it's on the plate, I'll I'll get a little. Yeah, but uh, this will probably be the last time these guys play because Cincinnati's heading off to a uh, greener 12. pastures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's and they're only two point favorites in this one. I honestly think this is going to be a pretty close game. I'm pr- I'm pretty excited to watch this one. Uh, you know. Once you get over your trip to Fancoma from the day before on Friday, you know, this one could be a good one to just wet your whistle to start the slate off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 46 and a half total points. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't watched a ton of Tulane or Cincinnati this year, so I'm going to default to the over on this just because it feels like, you know, this one is looking like a 27-24 game. Yeah, something like that. But uh, I would say Tulane has a pretty good defense, and it sounds like Cincinnati's quarterback is probably out. Okay. So, yeah, I probably – Crapshoot. Yeah. It would be, be a fun one to watch, I think, though. Yeah, but once again, playing for a New Year's Six Bowl, like I'm, we got another team on here that uh, after this one, but I would assume Cincinnati would hop that team regardless of a win. Like – if they yeah. if they won, I would think so. Yeah. Next yeah. up, we've got the war on I four between UCF and USF. Uh, UCF leads this one seven to six, so pretty pretty close rivalry historically. Uh, USF. The reason that there's not a whole lot of games is because USF is relatively new to the college football scene. Is that correct? Uh, no, they've been around. I think it's just they joined the American whenever stuff like they they were in the Big East, and then I think. They just didn't play each other. Gotcha. Yeah, I know for a, I know for a while they tried to make it UCF UConn was like the game. Okay, and that that just didn't work out. Yeah, that was where they had like the bits of broken chair or something like that. Yeah, and they had the like you know how some teams have the clock. They had the clock counting down to UConn, and I'm like, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> it's it's a UConn. But yeah. I mean, UCF should handle this one handedly. Like USF's bad. Yeah, I think they they're are. one in eleven or one in ten. Yeah, and they're they don't have, they have an interim head coach right now. Um, yeah, so looking at UCF, their first season was in 1997, so they've been around for a bit, but definitely like one of the newer teams in in the college football space here. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, this trophy is pretty ugly. 
This is the worst trophy on the board. It is literally just an interstate sign uh, on a steel pole with like a like a generic base. I don't yeah, like it. it's it's big too. I saw a player holding it up next to his head, and it's it's big. It looks. I mean, it looks tall in the picture, but like, yeah, this one just looks bad. <laughs> yeah, I think it's realistically like six feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, yeah. UCF nineteen and a half point favorites, though. I I'm taking that. Yeah, I'm taking that too. And uh, you were asking, I've got this one is like the shitty ocean spray uh, cranberry. This, this is the jelly cranberry. Okay, here we go. Yeah, this is the can that your uh, your grandpa always wants for some reason. Dude, my my grandpa loves the jelly cranberry. It's crazy. yeah. They, they want to tell you war stories about how they used to have to eat spam. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that that is hilariously accurate. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, USF sucks. UCF is a pretty decent team, so I, I can imagine they're going to win this one. Yeah. Next up, we've got Governor's Cup 2 out of 3 going to the great state of Kansas for the Jayhawks taking on the number t- the Wildcats. And the Jayhawks actually had the lead in this series. Yeah, that was surprising to me as well. But I looked at it, and uh, Kansas State has won like seventeen out of twenty. Like, like I think that's that's the, the old time. Yeah. yeah, that's like the old time nineteen thirties. They were just yeah. running them up because sixty four to fifty. Like that's that's a pretty comfortable margin for the Jayhawks there. Yeah, um, but this game's on at eight o'clock on Fox, uh, and Kansas State is favored by twelve. Yeah, give me Kansas State. Yeah. I don't know, man. Kansas, uh, after last week, they got battered. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I mean, the wheels fell off. Like, we we knew they were going to eventually, but Leipold's still done a great job there. And he obviously, like, we just we talked about it at the top of the show. He got extended. So um, maybe they have a little something to fight for here, and maybe they'll end up making it a game. But I just feel just feel like Kansas, is, Kansas State's just kind of out-talenting them with what they've got going. Yeah, I've uh, this game's not very exciting. I've got it as uh, the veg. I got it as the Brussels sprouts or the asparagus, whatever, whatever you're putting on the table. Whatever your green side is. Yeah, it's like it's there, but I mean that's not what people are really there for. Not going back for seconds for that one. <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah, give me <laughs> give me the cats on that one, but uh, would not like I said, wouldn't be surprised if the Jayhawks made this a game. No. Yeah, I could definitely see them. Uh, maybe backdoor. Agree there. So next up, we've got the battle in the music state. Good old Tennessee, number ten. The uh, number ten Volunteers going up against the Vanderbilt Commodores, who are fighting for bowl eligibility. Tennessee leads this series by a pretty comfortable margin, seventy-eight to thirty-three to five. What food we got for this one? Uh, I got as the mac and cheese. Okay, it's uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I did, we didn't used to do mac and cheese growing up, but now my um, my family does it, my in-laws and everything. Okay. But, yeah, uh, I, Vanderbilt's 14-point dogs. And Tennessee and all their fans started it up a while ago. They've already bought all the tickets for this game. They're going to strike the stadium in yeah, Nashville. Yeah, they're going to check her. Yeah, I, I did see yeah. that. Yeah, so I mean, this is—I mean, it's already a home game for whoever goes to Nashville to play, but they're not losing this one after last week. Like they're—they're going to smoke them. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, I don't think Vanderbilt's going to win this one outright. I do think they might cover, though. Tennessee's defense is bad. Yeah, they we saw were, it. I mean, they were awful. And maybe they tighten it up for this game. Like, I just have a hard time. I have trouble keeping faith that Tennessee's defense is going to let it get that far. Yeah, and regardless if Hendon's in or not, like, Joe Milton is serviceable enough to, like, do the job. Yeah, dude throws fucking lasers. Yeah, he's and he's big. No matter, no matter how far away the wide receiver, the, the the pass catcher is from him, you you're getting uh you're getting a heater. Yeah, but yeah. I mean this this one is uh, I'm pretty sure it's on SEC Network. Yeah, SEC Network at seven thirty on Saturday, so you'll be watching something else. I definitely will be watching something else. <clears throat> but yes, uh, yeah, I'll I'll check the score at halftime though. <clears throat> yeah, but it, I, I think Tennessee they probably still get a New Year's Six Bowl, regardless. I would imagine so. If if they lost to Vanderbilt, then I think they would be in very serious discussions to not get one. But uh, I think they, I think they're going to be pretty safe with a New Year's Six bowl here. If not, I could see it, we were talking about them earlier. It could end up being like Tennessee versus Penn State, and uh, I don't know what they call it now, but the Capital One Bowl. Yeah, yeah, where it's just I, the number three SEC versus number three Big Ten. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah, because. The, it's hard with the New Year's Six Bowl because they have to allocate so many slots. Like Kansas State is up for that other one right now with the uh, Cotton Bowl, even though they're ranked 13th or whatever it is. Yeah, that's a, the, the tie-ins just complicate things a lot. Which a lot of those are just you know tradition based, and some of sometimes those are tradition based because of the tie-ins. So you just gotta. It's tough to navigate that, and we'll probably uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks we'll do a little deep dive onto some of these tie-ins and what they mean. If we get, if we are able to before the well, selections are announced, we're going to have some time. Yeah. So, and also, I think we got to go out and maybe say who the actual sponsors should be for each bowl. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, something to do. Oh yeah. Maybe we'll draft. We'll draft yeah. some bowl sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> like the the Outback Bowl. Like I'm going to miss that. Like, yeah. Uh, the old blue certain onions. ones. Yeah, certain ones that I mean, like it's just they've been there forever and. Sucks to see him gone. Yeah, it's, it's going to be some tough changes to get used to there for sure. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll actually take the Commodores to backdoor cover this one. Um, I don't think they're going to win outright, but I, I think they can backdoor cover that. Yeah, I can see that. That's yeah. that's fine by me. I mean, yeah. good for Vandy. Corkley is doing a hell of a job. Hell yeah, he is. <laughs> Next up, we are heading out to the West Coast for the Civil War between Oregon and Oregon State. Uh, this trophy is another uggo. Yeah, this one's bad. Don't like this one. Uh, it is uh, just a weird, not sure what material it's made of. Just looks like plastic, uh, platypus on a, yet another like generic base. And, you know, platypuses are cool, but like, sure. <laughs> I mean, cool as in like, you know, they're, they're kind of neat, but I don't know if it's the most like, is that the most organ thing that you can make a trophy out of? No, it's uh, we were talking about like the Oregon Washington like Cascade Cup yeah. or whatever Cascade Classic. You like, could make do it some trees. You could do something better than a platypus. Yeah, this is this is a bad trophy. Yeah, and they don't call it Civil War anymore either. So like, it's oh, okay, tough. Because that, that was that was a good name. I know it's bad. Yeah, but I can understand why they got rid of it. But at the same time, like it's tough to it's tough to name these bowls. We figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Oregon leads this series 67-48-10. to I I like what the Beavers have done this season, though. Honestly, like I feel like this is not a lock Oregon win. Not at all. I yeah I don't I don't know like their their defense is still suspect. Like I know Cam Rising just threw three picks uh, last week, but kind of like what we talked about with USC, like the turnovers. You, you can't just go off of turnovers; it's not sustainable, whether that be for the whole season or from game to game. Like you can't you can't expect that. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but yeah, Oregon State's uh, three point dogs. Okay, that's not a lot of points. That feels that feels pretty close to what I would expect it to be, honestly. Um, whew. Yeah, with the, with the spread being that low, honestly, give me the Ducks there. Yeah, I still got the Ducks. Yeah, and um, yeah, Pac twelve scenarios are wild. They I think, are wild. Um, yeah, Utah needs Oregon State to beat. Oregon and Washington to win. Yeah. And UCLA to win. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think it's a lock for Oregon to win this game. Like they can lose this. It's just like, if you're looking at the two teams, especially based off what Oregon just did, like I, I like Oregon chances, Oregon's chances better than Oregon States. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So what food is, did we do the food for this one? Uh, no, I got this as just the, the green bean casserole. Oh, I hate the green bean casserole. That's you don't my, like the green bean casserole? That, that is my least favorite Thanksgiving dish by a mile. I just don't like uh, green, I just don't like green beans, man. Yeah, a lot of people like it, but yeah. it's not for everybody. That's exactly and, why it's there. Yeah, and like, yeah, like the cream of mushroom soup that goes in, like the base that goes in it. Like, I'm just not a big mushroom guy. I'm working on being better about mushrooms. Like, I, I'm trying to coax them back into what I'm eating to get used to that, but. Yeah, those are like just since I was little, those that combo was just not doing it for me. Yeah, I was anti mushroom for a long time, but they're yeah. starting to get I'm starting to get better about it. Yeah, same here. It's the it's the button mushrooms that do it for me, just like the normal like the ones that you would get on a pizza. Like those yeah. those just do not do anything for me. Yeah, I'm like wincing thinking about it. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of the green bean casserole was always, you know, the French's like onion crisps that yep. you could, Yeah, that that was my favorite part. That was I would always if I got forced to take a, a little bit of it, you know, when I was a kid, I would always just make sure to get as much of the top as possible just to avoid the the rest of it. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll eat those French onions out of the jar. Oh, dude, those are so good. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's enough for that one. So let's move on to this next one here. Uh, close game, potentially. We've got the Georgia Bulldogs at home against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Yep. Good name. Good good name. Clean old fashioned hate. I do like that one. That's the, the name for the rivalry. Unfortunately, this is our third of three Governor's Cups. This is the one I was talking about. I didn't even know it was a Governor's Cup. And I've yeah. been to this game like two or three times. Just get a new name. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, you're in Georgia. You're in Georgia. Call it like the the Peach Cup or something. I don't know. Yeah, they can do something. But, uh, yeah, what's the spread on this one? You mentioned earlier. I think it's like 30, 30, 35 and a half. Yeah, give me the dogs. Yeah, I've got this one down as the uh, the turkey leg. So okay. this, this, is our, this is our first gravy. You All know, right. Georgia, you win. Yeah, You're yeah. probably in the playoff. Um, and just to tie into the rivalry, I mean, like, it's bad right now, but the little kids that are looking at you with the turkey leg, and they're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they, they won't remember when uh, – 
the turkey leg and the rivalry was actually a good thing. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big turkey leg guy. I like the the dark meat of the turkey there. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I like the turkey leg. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best part of the bird for sure. Um, but yeah, give me the dogs on this one. Like George, like Georgia Tech has turned it around once they got rid of Jeff Collins, but they, I mean, it's just a talent thing. Has has key like turned it into like he might get the job. I mean, he, he has, like, three quality wins this year. Yeah, I don't have a good read on that, honestly. Like, I haven't heard anything one way or the other about that. I'm going to lean no just based off of precedent until proven otherwise, until we start hearing some smoke otherwise. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech is a job that you can win some ball games at. And we talked yeah. about it when Jeff Collins first got fired. Like, you're sitting in one of the most talent-rich cities, let alone states, in the country. And, like, with the way, like, grades and stuff, like, I understand the academic – I uh, trust me, I understand the academic restrictions. But, like, you sh- you should still be able to pull some talent. Yeah. Um, so. Do, do you know the good word? The good word. Yeah, it's uh, – whenever you're going around to these games, if a, a tech fan asks you what the good word is, you're supposed to say to hell with Georgia – <laughs> I like it's, that. It's, it's a, like, they do not like each other. And, uh, you know, Tech used to be able to win this game, like, maybe every three tries. Yeah. So, I'm hoping they can get it back to that point. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that this game be a little more competitive down the road. Much like the next game. Yeah. So, sp- speaking of which, uh, we've got the battle between momentum and just being able to out-talent guys. It's South Carolina at number eight, Clemson, in the Palmetto Bowl. Uh, Clemson's dominating this series, seventy-two to forty-two to four, and this trophy. Not the Bigs fan. No, this trophy's trash. Saying. Yeah, it's uh, not as bad as the uh, the War for I four trophy or anything like that. Because I mean, at least it's something that is state related. Like it's not just yeah. a, it's not just a fucking interstate sign. Um, but not not a very good looking trophy. Yeah, I originally had this one down as a uh, pimento cheese. Um, but now I actually have them as the dark meat. Uh, okay. Just because like Clemson, I mean, if they went out, like there's still a possibility they could get some gravy, get some gravy on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I think South Carolina, they received votes in the AP poll. So I would imagine for the, for the CFP rankings, they have them somewhere in those next, that group of like next 10 teams or something like that. So it's still like a top 25% win if they win this game um i like south carolina showed a lot of fight last week i think clemson is a little bit of a different animal for them though yeah and i I, we were talking about it before i think they've won like 12 in a row and the average win is like over 21 points i don't remember the exact number yeah uh i'm taking clemson yeah i am too it's it's 14 and a half but i i'm I'm willing to take that as well. Yeah, give me the points on that one too, even. Yeah. I I'm hoping they can get this back to you know something to fight. Like Yeah, it's just something a little more com- competitive, but like it's just one of those rivalries where Clemson has, you know, they were a mini dynasty for the back half of the twenty tens and South Carolina suffered because of that. Yeah, I agree. So, next up, we have got the big noon kickoff for the weekend. 
Number three, Michigan, going to the horseshoe and taking on the number two Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, no trophy for this one. This one is just called The Game, which is the most pretentious fucking name for a rivalry game. Can't stand either of these two teams. I would love nothing more for both of these teams to just stink it up. But one of these teams is going to the playoff. That's the way yeah. it is. Yeah, this maybe, is, uh, maybe both. Maybe both. Yeah, this this is the white meat. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the one that everyone wants to watch. I mean, it's 2v, 2v3. It's like, the main course. Yeah, it's... You know, it might not be the uh, the best option on the table, but it's it's what everyone wants to see. Yep, and because it's the white meat and it's a little drier than the dark meat, you need a double helping of gravy. Each of these teams <laughs> has a chance to go to the playoff. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Not going to be like it was last year with the snow and everything like that. Uh, I think I saw it's going to be a high of like 48 or something like that, so we don't necessarily have to worry about any kind of snow or anything. Up until last week, I thought Michigan was the more complete team. I yeah, fervently I just, believe that. I mean, Ohio State's paying their DC two million bucks. I mean, if he can shut the run game down, like I don't, I don't think JJ is there yet. No, I don't think JJ's there yet either. Which isn't JJ's fault. Like he's he's a freshman still. Like he's he obviously it's a redshirt freshman, but still, like he he's still got some developing and growing to do here. And this is a this is a tough ask to ask him to go in here and play Ohio State at the shoe for this game. <clears throat> Yeah, this this is really tough for them. Yeah, the um, spread. Uh, the last I saw the spread was at eight and a half. It's seven and a half now. Seven and a half now. Yeah, money money's on Michigan at the moment. Yeah, I just I trust Stroud so much more than I trust McCarthy. I think that's what's going to come down to. And you don't know if Blake Corum is playing. You're assuming that Corum is playing. He's just playing because it's you know it's the game. Like he's going to yeah. play. Um, also, um. Shout out to him. He's using his NIL money to go around and give out turkeys to. Uh, yeah, he gave out a hundred turkeys uh, to families in need. Awesome. And Paris Johnson's doing the same thing on Ohio State. So Just good on them. Incredible stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff you love to see from these guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Michigan State is built to beat Ohio State. If they can dominate Ohio State up front, and if they can establish their will and run the ball. Like they have a solid chance of winning this game. Like their defense has been playing pretty well. Ohio state has been inconsistent at times on offense. Like it's, it is definitely possible for Michigan to win this game. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a little after watching last week's game though. And obviously this, you know, prime time to overreact because these were both potentially look ahead games for these guys. But I feel less confident in Michigan than I would have if we would have been discussing this a week ago. Yeah, just on the road too. I'm really weary. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll take Ohio's. I'll take Ohio State with that seven and a half point spread there. I will too. I uh, let me look at the points. Hold on a second. I have it right. Yeah, the points are at fifty six. I don't feel like they're hitting that either. Yeah, I feel like Michigan's going to try to make this game get this game dirty. Yeah. But like I said, if Ohio State can shut Corum down, like I think this game's over before it really gets going. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one there. So uh, definitely the main event here. Looking forward to this one. Uh, somehow hope neither of these teams win. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can only dream. Yep. Uh, no more ties anymore, unfortunately. That would honestly be worse, though, because then they, they would definitely both get in. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. So. 
Yeah. Next up, we've got the Iron Bowl. Coach Caddy is going to Bryant Denny, uh, taking on the number seven Alabama Crimson Tide for the James E. Foy VODK Sportsmanship Trophy. Uh, they need to change that. I didn't even know that was a thing until today. That was another one. I'm sure James E. Foy is a very famous alum for one of those two schools or a very famous donor, but, uh, yeah, you guys need to change the trophy name. Yeah, and just just the whole typing out of it. It's a, um, it's a pretty good-looking trophy, though. I, I didn't put a picture of it in here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's either got to look pretty or it's got to have a nice name. Uh, uh, yeah. He was the dean of students at Auburn. Okay. For over a quarter of a century. So, and then he volunteered on campus for an additional 30 years. So he basically worked at Auburn for over 55 years. Damn. Good on him. Yeah, this trophy, it does look good. It's, uh, reminds you of like a golf trophy. Yeah, it looks, yeah, exactly. It looks like the uh, Claret Jug or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Alabama leads this series 48 to 37 to 1. They're going to be heavy favorites in this one. But, I mean, I don't think Auburn is going to win this game. But, that being said, there's a path. It's a very, yeah, very, no, very – it is an incredibly, incredibly narrow path. But a worse Auburn team took it to a better Alabama team last year, and it went to overtime. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those games you throw everything out the window. doesn't yeah. matter what year it is. They, they hate each other. I mean, this this is the clock is counting down to this. Like, yeah. you got to win this game. Yeah, and we've had some classic moments from the from Iron Bulls. Like, the kick six is one of my favorite college football memories. Yeah, and then um, whatever your cam was there, they came down from twenty one. Like, I mean, yeah, God, it, Cam's, Cam's just an absolutely insane college football player. Yeah, Philip Westenkirk on Auburn. He uh, passed away, but he went to school with a lot of people I know. Okay. Yeah, he went to the school where I where I'm districted for now. Same school. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the spread on this one? Do you happen to know? Twenty two. That's a lot. Yeah i I don't see Auburn winning this one. I mean, like, I don't see just, him winning. I'll take. I don't that. know. I'll take. I'll take the points, cover. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the points. That's a lot of points. Holy shit! Yeah. I was expecting it to be like maybe like thirteen or something. No, not this time. Yeah. I mean, they're down bad. They are down bad. Coach, I feel like they'll come out fighting for Coach Caddy, though. Yeah, but this is the uh, CBS game of the week, so 3.30. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, it's gonna be a good slate, man. I'm looking forward to all these. Yeah, I, I've got them as the, uh, the spiral ham. Okay. Because I don't even know if, if Alabama even wins out. I don't, I don't think they can get any gravy. Nah, they're they're out to me. Yeah, they're probably near six bowl, but no gravy. Committee is really trying to prop them up, though, putting them as high as they are. Yeah, I just think regardless what happens, uh, they get jumped with yeah. a, a championship winner. So, yeah, I think Clemson is going to definitely jump them if Clemson wins out there. Yeah, exactly. And USC is already ahead of them. Like, yeah, if they can, I've, I've, yeah, I think I think Bama's done. Yes, yeah. this, this year, just to, yeah, just no. just to be clear, I'm not uh, I'm not calling calling it for saving, but uh, yeah, it just doesn't feel like one that Alabama really has a 
a reasonable shot to make it this year. No, it's it's probably done. Yeah. Moving on to teams that have a more reasonable shot, though. So we're getting a little bit of gravy on this one. Number five, LSU. Going to Texas A&M, heading to College Station. We've already poked fun at the Aggies, so not going to do that again. As funny as tempt- and as tempting as it would be, um, LSU leads the series thirty-five to twenty-two to three all time. Uh, have to imagine they are also going to be a decent favorite on this one. Yeah, it's ten points. Yeah, uh, I mean LSU is just a more complete team right now. They have a better quarterback. They are they're clicking like they they still have some clunkers like their game against Arkansas was the definition of a clunker but they won it mm-hmm. I I feel like LSU is going to take care of business they they want to take care of business go they don't want this to be a look ahead game to Georgia definitely not especially yeah. fighting for a playoff spot here like they they have a real shot of making the playoff yeah I uh, I've got them as the roles. Because you know you might you might get some gravy on there and just put it in your mouth and just say screw it. But Are you a rolls guy or a biscuits guy for Thanksgiving? Rolls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't sure if it was a little different down south or not. Because uh, yeah, big. We'll we'll have biscuits around and crescent rolls, but yeah, it's it's rolls. Yeah, rolls all the way on that one. So mm-hmm. yeah, give me LSU in the points there for sure. Yeah, I agree. A and M's just down bad. They are. It's tough. Uh, speaking of down bad, our next game here, we've got Iowa State at number four, TCU. Another gravy game. Um, yeah, I mean, TCU is just a better team. And Iowa State is is another one that's down bad. Like, I don't think they're as down bad as A&M is. But definitely compared to what the expectations probably were going into the season, like just not a good season for them. Yeah, this is – if we went back to the Big 12, I think they're – when it was like seven and a half, and I just I was like I don't see it this year. Like yeah. they lost too much of all time program talent. Yeah, I I agreed with that, and like it's it's tough to see them be this bad because I I do think that Matt Campbell is a good coach, but it's probably one of the harder Power Five recruiting jobs. Yeah, like you're just out in the middle, of fucking Iowa. Yeah, middle of nowhere. And you don't have any like prestige, like you don't have a prestige program like Iowa or Nebraska do to like offset that. Like you're just kind of in no man's land there. <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree. The uh, the spreads at ten, which I feel like is a little low. Yeah, I agree. Give me, I'm hammering that up TCU then. Yeah, I, I don't know. Iowa State's defense isn't bad. They just can't score. Yeah. Whereas TCU has shown they can score. They can do both, and they can clamp down. Uh, this yeah. this is probably a candidate for an under, honestly. Yeah, I would agree. That's uh, because it's forty-seven and a half. Yeah, I would take the under on this one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, frogs and the under is going to be your your bet there if you're if you are taking our advice for whatever reason. Yeah, and uh, I got this one as a stuffing or dressing, whatever you like to call it. What do you guys call it? Stuffing. Stuffing. Okay. Yeah, I I feel like my family always rotates it because technically it's only stuffing if you actually put it inside the bird and then like it's just dressing. If not, like it's the same. You thing. uh, you, you stovetop guy or you like the real stuff? I see. I'm not a big stuffing guy in the first place. That's uh, it's just it's just never been my favorite. Honestly, it's it's one that I can leave. 
Like uh, that's probably like my favorite. I don't I don't know why. Yeah, but. I I get it. Like it, it's not one of those where it's like this is you guys are. I'm not saying people are idiots for liking stuffing. It's it's just no. never been my thing. Yeah, but uh, my family, like Midwest, they called it dressing, and then down here it was always stuffing. I, I don't yeah. know why that. Yeah, don't don't know why they felt like they had to differentiate it. But uh, no, I like I like that for being the uh, the stuffing there because you can get a little. You can definitely put some gravy on that bad boy. Yeah, gotta win. Yep, but have they, they to win this one. Probably need to win both, realistically. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, obviously, some chaos can happen, and they can get in with one, but. I'd say they they have more wiggle room to lose this one than they do the next one. Yes, definitely. And I think regardless, like if they win the next one, they get in over Clemson or anybody yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Next up, we have got a top twenty-five rivalry game, number fifteen in the college football playoff: Notre Dame Fighting Irish taking on the number six USC Trojans. In LA, in the Coliseum, it's gonna be fucking nuts. Yeah, this is uh, I think this is honestly probably the uh, game of the week. I fucking hope so, man. Uh, battle for the jeweled shillelagh, which uh, good trophy. It's yeah, a good one. It is a good trophy. Like, and I honestly, I, for some reason, I'd never like looked super closely at this, but the the shillelagh actually has an emblem on it for each win by each team. So you have a Trojan head for each USC win and then a Shamrock for each Irish win. So it's a cool looking trophy and it's just, it's a pretty dope trophy in the first place. Uh, a shillelagh for those of you that guys that don't know is a Gaelic war club usually made from just the strongest wood in Ireland, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it's uh, it's a pretty sweet trophy. And uh, it looks a lot smaller than you would expect it to. Like, it looks like it would be like a full-ass walking stick. But, I mean, it's something you can just wave around with your hand. Yeah, it's one hand. Yeah. Notre Dame leads this series 48-36-5. to to Although, if you just go from since, like, 1995, it's, uh, it is very one-sided in favor of the Trojans. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like big swings, too. I was yeah. looking at it. Yeah, it's like Notre- 10, 10 years here, like five here, five years, like five years, like. Yeah, so we are currently on a four-year Notre Dame win streak for this trophy. Uh, been over a thousand days. Uh, over honestly, it might be over fifteen hundred. Jeez, I can't I can't math right now, but uh, yeah. So it, it's I think it's over fifteen hundred days since the last time the Trojans had the had the shillelagh. So, but before that, it was what like ten in a row. Yeah, it was it was really bad. Uh, USC heyday. Yeah, before that, USC won like twelve of the previous fourteen. Actually, they uh, it was twelve of the previous sixteen, but Notre Dame vacated two of those wins. Those were two, those were two of the vacated years for the uh, the academic violations. So got it. Yeah. Um, I've seen the spread jump around quite a bit here. I saw it at six and a half at one point. I don't know what it is right this second. Back at five and a half. Five and a half. Uh, so USC by five and a half there. Uh, getting a little, obviously, those three points for the home team. I. It's hard for me to be unbiased about this one. I really fucking hate USC. <laughs> like, this yeah. is, oh, my God, I hate these, this team so much. Um, but they have a really good offense. Like, to, Caleb Williams, I've already 
you know, I've given Caleb Williams his flowers already. He's a Heisman front runner. He's a very, very good quarterback. That being said, they have not faced a defense as good as the Irish are. And I think this, I think this is going to be a real test for them. Yeah. Uh, so like, what do you guys have to do to win? That's always the, the one question. Uh, it's gonna. I think it's the same formula that they used to beat Clemson. Okay. Control control the line of scrimmage. They have to do that. Um, USC's O line is pretty decent for what they are talent wise, uh, but again, they have they haven't faced a front as good as Notre Dame's front, and they're all like all Notre Dame's guys are healthy on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, Brandon Joseph is going to be back playing safety. Like it's. It's gonna be it's gonna be hat on a hat for this one. Um, I I am temp- I want to take the Irish outright. Like this is this is the one where if I'm gonna bet with my heart, it's gonna be this game because Notre Dame is playing for a potential New Year's Six bowl. They still have an outside shot at getting a New Year's Six bowl. Realistically, it's gonna be one of the Gator Bowl or the Cheese It Bowl or you know that tier. Yeah. Uh, but USC is also playing for a playoff spot, and like they they are a very good football team. The thing that Notre Dame has in their favor is what we talked about at the top. USC's defense is just bad. Like, yeah, it's not good. The turnover ratio, awesome, like good for them, but not sustainable. And Notre Dame is a team that recently, like pretty much since the Stanford loss, where they just played really sloppy, ever since then they have been very good at controlling the ball and not giving up turnovers. So, yeah. If they are able to do that, if they are able to just establish the run game, which the the running back room that Notre Dame has right now between Audric Estime, Logan Diggs, and Chris Tyree have just dominated up front, like they have a very good shot at winning this game. Yes, yeah. so. uh, it sounds like they just got to control it. I mean, the uh, the points are at sixty four and a half. I feel like that's high. Honestly, I'm tempted to take the over on that. Yeah, I'm tempted. I would, I would maybe take the over on that just because I think Notre Dame is going to be able to score and USC is going to get theirs. Yeah, like they're not. Yeah, it's, they'll, it's they'll not score gonna be thirty-five. Like, yeah, it's not going to be like Boston College. Like they are, they are going to score points. So, or even Clemson. Like yeah. they're, they're just built differently. Like, <laughs> yeah, they are. Notre Dame's got a really good secondary, which I think is going to be a pretty good matchup for USC's incredible receivers. But, you know, like Benjamin Morrison, he had three picks last week, and turnovers are not sustainable. He's played very well his entire time. He's a true freshman, so this is going to be his biggest test ever. Um, he's, they got to be able to execute here. Uh, I, I'm i going to put my homerism on the table. I'm going to I'm gonna take the Irish out right on this. I'll, um, I'll ride with you. There we go. I'm, so, uh, I, I'm a little – concerned about USC being able to do both, but with Travis Dye out, it looked like uh, Jones came in and did just fine against yeah, UCLA. He did. And that that's the thing. If you if USC is able to control on the uh, on the front at all on either side of the ball, it's gonna be tough for Notre Dame to win this one. <clears throat> yeah. So Notre Dame, they have to dominate in the trenches on not even dominate. They have to win in the trenches on both sides. Yeah. This is definitely the game of the week for me just with Playoff implications and yeah, I'm everything pumped. going on. I'm pumped for this one. Yeah, this, this is going to be a good game. For sure. First time, it feels like this is the first time this game's been like hyped up in a while. 
It is, yeah. And I think the last time both teams were ranked like this might have been like 20, like maybe 2017, honestly, like 20, somewhere in like the mid 2010s. Yeah. But uh, what, which, which dish is this one? This was the uh, mashed potatoes. I mean, oh, that's right. The mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Some people do the scalloped, but I'm not, I'm not about that. Yeah. Just give it to mashed potatoes. Yeah. So USC might be getting some gravy. Notre Dame might be getting a New Year's Six. Like, yep. could go either way. Yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a f- I gotta, this is another big stage game where I'm just conditioned to expect the worst to happen just from the past like ten years. But I really think Notre Dame has a good shot here. Yeah, it's going to be a close game for sure. Yeah, uh, and then we're going to finish up here with the battle for the Apple Cup, Washington at Washington State, the uh, the Huskies. Playing some pretty good football. Yeah, and this is this is just here because it's the last game of the night. Yeah. It starts at ten thirty. Yeah, we but, gotta uh, go, we gotta go chronologically for the Pac twelve after dark. Yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, this this is dessert and apples and apple pie. Like it all it all makes sense. Love apple pie, apple pie, yeah, apple, apple crisp. That's uh, those are the money desserts there for for this time of year. Yeah, I also like uh, pecan pie. Yep, so, you know. There's there's a bunch of good desserts on Thanksgiving. Have you ever had a sugar cream pie? Yeah. Okay. That's so great. That's an Indiana like that. Apparently, that was like an Indiana specific thing. Like that's the dessert Indiana's known for. So I didn't know if that was a widespread thing or not. I think my dad's made me had it before. Made made me have it. Yeah. Like, but no, I, I I like the I like the comp here for this game. Uh, Huskies are two point favorites here, and. Penix has been he's been streaky, but he's played some pretty good ball recently. Um, yeah, I like the Huskies on this one. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a good one. Yeah, uh, Total yeah point. Huskies Huskies can still make the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, it's they need, they need help. Yeah, yeah, they, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like what DeBoer is doing down there. Uh, I've I've been a fan of Penix. Obviously, he has lost a lot of his mobility just off of the multiple injuries he's had to his lower body, but he can still throw. Like he he's still playing good football, so the uh, the team total again not team total the points total here is sixty one. I feel like this is going to go over pretty easily. Yeah, they're going to air the ball out. Um, we okay. talked about Washington when they played Oregon, like can't stop anybody on third down. So yeah, and Wazoo obviously known for the air raid, so they're gonna you know they're gonna keep on throwing the ball. So yeah, I like I like the Huskies in the over there. Yeah. But I'm excited. <laughs> it's it's going to be such a fucking rivalry week. It's awesome. Like, this is going to be such a good slate of games, and I'm so excited to see what shakes out because I feel like we're going to get a lot of questions answered from the uh, the playoff perspective here and just, like, all the bowls and everything. Yeah. I um, I really need Michigan State to beat Penn State. Like, if they can't go to a bowl this year, that's going to be so hurtful. Yeah, that, that can be a little brutal there. And uh, I need, yeah, I need the Irish to win, not only for a chance at a good bowl here, but uh, I took that over on the eight and a half win total, and uh, oh. this, this is it. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> Got gotta win this one. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to watch. It. Most of these games are gonna, I think, are gonna be at least fun watches. Yeah, I mean, I remember after week two, you were like, "There's no way, <laughs> no way they hit it." But yeah, that was a dark, dark place after that Marshall loss there happens yep trust me we've all been there oh yeah but i think that's all that's all we got for this week we're gonna 
not necessarily cut it short. We know this has been a longer episode, but we're just going to do the one episode this week. We know everybody's on holiday. So, Bennett, you got any, anything else for us before we sign off? Uh, yeah, I didn't put the Army-Navy game on here, but I got that as uh, unbuttoning your pants at the end of the day. Hell yeah. That's a good <laughs> yeah. one. They don't play for like two more weeks. I know it's it's so it's so much later, but that's uh, that that's a good one. I like the unbuttoning your pants. So that's that's when you know the day's done. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to all the games. Just seeing the way the uh, landscape shapes up. I mean, we're gonna get a lot of questions answered this week. I'm sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about when we come back. So uh, with that, I think we're gonna let you guys go. Enjoy the long weekend, everybody. Uh, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter at TNTCFBPod. Hop into our Discord and chat it up with us. Obviously, don't do that during Thanksgiving dinner. Wait until after when you're actually sitting in front of a TV and watching the yeah. games. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're really excited to watch these games. We're excited to talk about them when we come back. So stay safe. Safe travels to everybody. Make sure to like rate, share, review, subscribe to the pod, and don't tweet at recruits. Yeah, definitely not right now. Signing day is three weeks away. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get a little more into the recruiting, I think, after before the bowl season starts. Yeah, we're going to have to. For sure. No way but, yep, but good night, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Go Irish. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, though.